Sundays, I've been trying to just sort of remind us of some of the things that uh, make Outlook work in our facility and how we do things as a church. And I just want to talk about our kids in church and kids ministry. It's great that we have our kids in church and just a little bit about how it works. What we're committed to is parents discipling their own children. Um, And uh, so can I encourage us as parents to uh, read the word to our kids uh, every year I used to, as a, when my kids were home, now they're all grown up and got their own kids, but I'd go to Kurong, and you've got a Kurong bookshop here, we've got a Kurong bookshop down the road, and uh, each year choose something that would help to go through the Bible with them at the age that they were at, and uh, read the word with them, and pray with them, that they may see God working in their life, hopefully every day. And, uh, and then encourage them, let them invite uh, friends to church. It may mean you have to pick up another kid or you may even go to the parents and say, my kid's invited your kid to church but we've got no room in the car. Would you, you mind coming and bring him with them? They'd love to uh, join in. Who knows? So uh, read the word, pray with them, encourage and let them invite. As we continue to disciple our kids as the church gathers, uh, there's just a couple of things that we need to remember. Um, commit to come. Just that's part of life. If we're, we're followers of Jesus, we're saying going to church is part of, part of life. And there'll be times that kids will whinge about going to church. They don't want to, don't want to get up, don't want to go. Let me ask you, come Monday morning, do they jump up saying, wow, it's great, I can go to school. There are some like that, I know. But most, you know, and do you say, oh dear, I better not make them go to school because they'll grow up hating English and they won't be able to speak. Or, you know, they'll grow up hating math, so I won't make them go to school. No, you can stay home all week if you like. Uh, I'll wait till you want to go. No, you know what's good for them. So you get them up and you take them to school or you take them to soccer practice. And hopefully we'll be just as committed that our children grow up loving Jesus and worshipping him. So make a commitment. First day of the week we celebrate Jesus and that's what we do as a family. We're going to church. And uh, so commit and then prepare. We'll talk about this with bringing family to church. There's a lot of extra preparation and stuff that they need because we don't take our kids out and have somebody else look after them. We have them in the church. And then just come, even if you're running late. We don't mind, just come. Sometimes things happen. They pook or poo at the wrong time just when you've dressed them for the third time and you're just getting in the car and uh, it all happens again. You think, oh, it's no use coming. We'll miss it. No, change them and come. Love you to be here. All right. That's discipling, saying with them. Some things happening before and after church. These games and activities for them before church and after church. But we also want you to encourage them to and disciple them by helping them also to welcome others and say hi to new kids and uh, serve, as we talked about last week, helping out morning tea and even helping them pack up with you as part of the church family. Include them in everything. During the service, there's a couple of things may I encourage you with. In our praise time, help them participate. If they're with you, I've heard some parents who when there's just words on the video screen, they will read the words to them because they can't read yet so they know what's being said there. Uh, When we're singing and standing, get them to stand with you. Happy if they stand on the chairs even, get them to stand with you. If we're clapping, get them to clap with you. If we're praying, uh, help them to shut their eyes with you and pray. If you want them to be involved and they're uh, learning an instrument, we do have a beginner's band. It'll be beginning again, probably mid to late February. Uh, if they've started learning an instrument, and the other way we can, that's really about discipleship. It's not about the music. <laughs> and, uh, but if they're learning a mus- musical instrument, they can participate by uh, be- being part of our beginner's 
Angels Band and then affirm them. They need a bit of encouragement. I don't know how many little uh, lifesavers we went through in church and if they participated, they got lifesavers. If they didn't, brother got those lifesavers for that Sunday. A little bit of encouragement uh, to help them join in in the praise time, in the kids' time. If you need to come down with them and join them on the floor because they're too shy to come, do so. Uh, help them to participate. Help them to fill out their card uh, or their clipboard that's done each week with either questions or colouring in or things like that. Encourage them to, uh, to do that. And uh, also during the talk time, uh, when the talk is on, encourage them to be with you somewhere and uh, bring stuff with you. The clipboard may not cover all the time so uh, bring some quiet toys they can play with or some other things that they can do uh, yes not those machines that you know play the drums or you know do a laser sound or something like that maybe that's not quite the thing to bring with you but that's why it takes a bit of preparation with bringing kids uh, along to church but it's all part of our discipling them to help them to participate or all the different aspects so can I encourage you not to use up all the stuff during the praise time get them to join in with what we're doing and leave what you've brought uh, for the talk time and if they're younger um, just bring food and shove their face with food you know you know you know got on your mum just keep, and that'll keep them occupied uh, during that time they'll enjoy that some other matters. The creche area, which is through those doors, we normally have some... Uh, we don't run a creche. Uh, it's for little kids before and after church. There's some uh, younger toys there. We'll be updating that shortly as well. But uh, during the service, if suddenly your little one gets so upset, uh, feel free to go out there but shut the doors so that other kids don't get, oh, I want to go there and play too. Uh, so you might want to go there for a minute and then bring them out. I encourage you to take them out and bring them back in if needed. Probably your boys won't need this. Our boys needed to be taken out and given the, what did they used to say in times past, the rod of correction to the seat of learning and uh, then brought back in. Otherwise, they soon can play you. They know how to get out and uh, then you stay out and I've won. I've got to play with the toys in the crease area on that side. Good. I can run around. Um, and so take them out, but bring them back in. And don't mind participating noise, sitting, chatting, working out their sheets if they've got to ask you a question. We don't mind for a bit of that noise going on. We're just glad that they're here and are part of the church. So we just want to say we honour our parents for the awesome job you're doing, discipling your kids, and our prayer is that they may grow up to know and love our Lord Jesus. And uh, if you look at our worship band, most of them started off in beginner band, if I'm right. Most of them started off in our beginner band. They were part of it. Actually, let me tell you a secret. When we first started off as a church, the rumour went around Toowoomba. It came back to me. We were accused of child abuse because the kids did everything at Outlook Christian Church. <laughs> and uh, I met the guy who started it. He actually came. We encouraged the guy to come and have a look. <laughs> and uh, because... Kids were involved, and that's what we want to continue, that they're part of everything we do here and, uh, and part of the life of the church. So it's great that we have our kids in church. Uh, if we can go to the next slide. Let's pray as we come to God's word. We're going to turn to Philippians in just a moment, if you've got your Bibles with you or on your uh, phone, uh, but let's pray. Father, we do honour our parents. It's a huge job. 
And we pray that you'll help each parent here see that their role is to disciple their children, to grow up, to know and love and serve you. So help them in this task every day. And also as we meet together as your people, may this time together be a a blessing to their family. As hard and as difficult and sometimes think, is it worth it? Because I don't hear much. I pray that you'll encourage them and strengthen them. And we pray that every young life here will grow up to know you and love you and serve you. And right now, Lord, we do ask that your Holy Spirit would speak to us as we listen to your word. Open our hearts to hear what you want to say to us this morning. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's Partnership Sunday. And uh, we're packing a lot into this morning. It's Partnership Sunday and uh, some churches call it membership. And, uh, but we, we prefer to call it partnership because we're partners in the gospel. And uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, turn to Philippians chapter 1 and we'll read some verses that explain this. Philippians chapter 1 verses 3 to 6. But there are some people here, some young people who have put their faith in Jesus and have been baptized to show their commitment to Jesus and want to become partners with us in ministry here. And uh, right now I'm going to invite them to come down, three of them, and I'm going to ask the board to come down and we're going to pray for them. We're going to give them their partnership certificate and, um, and welcome them into the family. We've got two Sams and a Phoebe. Sam, Sam and Phoebe. Welcome. And uh, if we can grab a mic off. Um, Michael, please. Michelle. Sam, we'd... Uh, Great to have you as part of the team here at Outlook, and uh, we look forward to seeing your ministry in the future. Phoebe, I'm thrilled that you want to be involved in the children's ministry and look forward to that. God bless you. And Sam, great to have you on the team. May you always know and love and serve our Lord Jesus. Could you step forward? We're going to put our hand on you, and we're asking God to lay his hand on you, to fill you with his spirit, and use you in the life of this church. And if you want to reach out your hand towards them, with us too, and say, God, would you put your hand of blessing upon these lives, then join us as we do that, as Michelle leads us in prayer. Thank you. Lord, thank you for each person up here committing to partner with Outlook. We just pray your blessing on them in each area that uh, we pray for each other on a Wednesday, for their well-being, their worship and their witness, Lord. May they bear fruit as they come under your Spirit's guidance and we do ask that you equip them, Lord, to serve you in ministry here. Um, Bless them and protect them, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This is Sam. That's Sam. That's Phoebe. So after church, do congratulate them and encourage them right now. Why don't you give them a clap? Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you. Philippians chapter 1. Now, I want to read from verse 1, but uh, those slides just have three to six that we're going to focus on. Paul and Timothy. Paul the Apostle and Timothy his apprentice. Servants of Christ Jesus. That's how they saw themselves. And at Outlook, that's how we see ourselves. We're here to serve him. Servants of Christ Jesus. He is the Messiah and he is our Savior. He is our God and our King. To all God's holy people, to all God's saints, 
See, we don't believe that special people who go through a special process are saints. Actually, the Bible speaks about all of us who are followers of Jesus as saints are holy ones. That means set apart for a special purpose. We've been set apart to be his servants. And so we're all God's holy people set apart for a special purpose. In Christ Jesus at Philippi, we belong to a particular area. Here, in Christ in Toowoomba, Paul is writing to those who were followers of Jesus at a place called Philippi in modern-day Turkey. Together with the overseers, or as we refer to them, overseers of the board, and the deacons, those ministry leaders in the church, grace and peace to you. May you experience God's commitment, covenant love, and his shalom, his wholeness in your life from God our Father. He is not only the awesome, holy, creator God, But through faith in Jesus, he has become our heavenly father. We've come into an intimate relationship with him. To God, our father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is the reason we can call the holy God our father. And then to these verses that we have here. I thank my God every time I remember you. When he thinks of the church at Philippi, these saints, these holy ones, these people set apart for God's special purpose. He thanks God for them. In all my prayers for all of you, he says, I always pray with joy. How do we think of the church that we're part of? Do we thank God for one another? And when we think of one another, joy comes to our mind. So often that's not always the case, is it? But that's our prayer and hope here at Outlook, that when we think of one another and we pray for one another, we are thankful and we are joyful. Why? Because we're partners in the gospel, because of your partnership in the gospel. It's the gospel, the good news about Jesus, that has brought us together. Different peoples, different cultures, different backgrounds. It is the gospel that has transformed us. It is the good news that's made such a difference in our life and has brought us into this family. And he is thankful and joyful because of their partnership in the gospel from the first day. From the first day they heard it and responded to it. I wonder, have you heard the gospel and have you responded to it? Have you been transformed and saved and rescued and come into a relationship with God? Is he now your heavenly father because you've heard about this good news of Jesus and from the first day and you put your faith and trust in him? But doesn't stop there. He goes on to say, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you, because this is God at work in your life, through the gospel of Jesus, he who began in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Because you see, not only am I saved when I put my faith and trust in Jesus, I am being saved. And ultimately, one day I will be saved. It's a process. It's not just a... Insurance policy for the next life. It's a relationship with the holy God who created you, who wants you as part of his Trinitarian community. And he wants to so work in your life that he transforms your life so that you reflect his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And one day, through the work of his spirit in your life, he'll bring it to conclusion and completion on that great day when Jesus comes back, on the day of Christ Jesus, when Jesus returns to rule and reign on this earth. 
And so why do we talk about partnership and why do we have a partnership renewal? Because we are committed to being partners together in the gospel. And it involves three things. First of all, it means from the first day when I became a believer, those who are partners here in Outlook are believers in Christ. They put their faith in the gospel. And the gospel is the good news that God came into the world. God did something about our estrangement. And he came into this world and lived a perfect, sinless life and gave his life as a sacrifice on the cross on our behalf, in our place, took the judgment we deserved, paid the debt that we owed to God because of our rebellion and our disobedience and our filth. And he took it on the cross. And God had become a man so that as a man, he could experience and go through the result of this sin, this rebellion, and that is death. Separation from the ones who love us and eternal death, which is separation from the one who created us and loved us from God forever. And Jesus entered into death, but then on Easter Sunday broke the power of death and rose again from the dead. That's the good news of the gospel. Not only did Christ die, but Christ rose again from the dead, paid for our sin and conquered the result or the outcome of sin, which is death, ultimate and eternal separation. Seen physically in physical death. And then he ascended to the right hand of the Father. And one day he's coming in power and glory because we believe he's coming again. And so we're believers in Christ. We have become partners in the gospel through putting our faith and trust in Jesus, accepting his death on the cross in our place, his resurrection from the dead, and receiving his forgiveness of sins and the gift of his Holy Spirit. Because not only did God in Christ give himself for you on the cross, but he wants to give himself to you in the gift of the Holy Spirit or the gift of eternal life. And that's how I become a believer. I don't save myself. I don't turn over a new leaf. I am born again of the Spirit of God. I'm transformed as God through his Spirit comes into my life. And that's possible. It's possible for a holy God to reside in a sinful person because of what Jesus did to deal with my sin and make it possible for me to be justly forgiven. So we're believers in Christ. What makes us partners in the gospel? We're also baptized into his body, the church. You see, the the Bible talks about we're being baptized by the Spirit into the body of Christ, and we show that through being baptized in water into the body of Christ. And baptism in the Bible is always into the church. See, when I repent and turn to God and put my faith and trust in Jesus, God comes to dwell in me by his Holy Spirit and I'm baptized by his Spirit, not just in isolation, but into his family. His desire was that we are one with him. We become part of his relationship of the Trinity. And he has a family. He's spoken of as the bridegroom and the bride and we've spoken about as his flock and his family we're baptized in his body that's why on the day of Pentecost how did they know that 3,000 were added to their group those who were baptized and through water baptism I'm saying I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross in my place and he was buried 
in a grave and he rose again from the dead and in baptized in water I'm saying I'm trusting his death and his burial and his resurrection to wash away not my dirt or my odor but to wash away my sin what keeps me from God and bring me back to a new life you see the Bible says that we're actually dead in sin God is not trying to help us to turn over a new leaf and trying to live a good life he's actually saying you're dead you need to be raised to life you need to be resurrected just like Jesus was and that can only be done as the Holy Spirit comes into my life and he resurrects me, he renews me, he regenerates me, he recreates me from the inside out. And I identify myself with the only one who can do that in believer's baptism. And so we're baptized in water, trusting him to forgive our sin and raise us to new life. And through that, that is the initiation ceremony, you might say, into the body of Christ the church. Into the body of Christ the church. And so the third thing that partners at Outlook, not only believers, not only baptized, but are committed to Christ and his church. You see, if the church is the bride of Christ, that's how Christ looks at his church. It's his bride and dressed in white. And he's made it possible for us to be pure and have his righteous life. He made it possible through his death on the cross. And so often we want his righteous life and a relationship with him, but we don't want to be part of his bride. We don't want to be part of his church. We think we can just do it individually. But that's not biblical. That's Western individualism. You see, you can't have Christ without his church. His desire was that you come into his family. His family is spoken of as his bride, spoken of as his church it's spoken of as his building it's spoken of as his temple and in that temple there's others just like you who've become believers in the gospel the good news about Jesus who have declared that publicly through believers baptism and then who've come into his family and committed themselves not only to Christ but to his body the church you see because love in the bible is choosing And committing yourself to the one you choose. You will hear this over and over again here. Love is choosing and committing yourself to the one you choose. God loves you. He not only gave himself for you, but he wants to commit himself to you. And that's the gift of his Holy Spirit. And if you love him, then you've chosen him. You've responded to what he's done for you. And you commit yourself to him. And how can we love one another? As we've been talking about in Peter, be devoted to one another. Stretch out in our love towards one another. How can we love? We choose and we commit ourselves to others in the context of a local community called the church. And we're partners together in the gospel. And we commit. And that's what partnership is about. That's what membership is all about. God has done it spiritually. We're publicly, practically declaring the reality in our life. Believers in Christ, baptized into his body, committed to Christ and his church. What's involved in being a partner of Outlook? Well, serving as the ministers to accomplish our mission. Every partner is to be an active minister. The first priority of each active minister is reaching out to newcomers and to the community. The second priority is caring 
for one another within the body. And then the active ministers approve a few broad decisions for the church and entrust the leadership of the church to the pastor, working with the board and staff. That's what we say together. And what is our mission that we're committed to? We're committed to helping people in Toowoomba and beyond become fully devoted followers of Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit from the first day until completion to becoming fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Paul puts it this way in Colossians. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. So we're presenting the gospel so people come to faith in him and transform, but that's not where it finishes. We want to help them to grow to become fully mature in Christ. And so as partners, we commit to ministry that we're all involved in. And this is that ministry when that slide comes up eventually. Okay, let me just know. Is there something they can press to get that middle slide or does it just take time to just sort of... That's the way it's going to be. Well, that's interesting. There was something in that black square or that white square there. And that's our, our ministry. It's 10 steps. That is build relationships with people far from God, people who don't know Jesus. Pray for them. And that's what those impact cards that we have, that we regularly on Fridays we're saying, let's be committed to praying for people far from God. And then invite them. We have an opportunity this year to invite them to Jesus, the game changer. Invite them. And then our desire is to help them to connect to God. And then become worshippers of God. And then grow. And then serve. And then give. And then with us become partners to reach and develop others. That's our ministry that we're all involved in. And uh, as partners in Outlook. So here's the one we proclaim. Admonishing, teaching everyone with all wisdom. So that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. And so this is our aim. This is our goal. To become fully mature. That we are connected to God and to one another. That we're living by God's word, that we're growing in our faith, reading the word and getting in a life group. That we're serving, we're contributing to God's work by using our gifts and ministry. That we're reaching out, helping others to come to know and impact God's world and we gather to worship him. And so that's what we're seeking to do so that we may present everyone fully mature in Christ. And so we're partners in the gospel to do that. Not only to proclaim him, but to help all those who come to know him become fully mature. And we do that together. We cannot do that on our own. It takes every gift and every partner at Outlook to make that possible. And here at Outlook, we renew it every year. And I'm going to ask some people to just hand these out. Grab one of these. Have a look. Thank you, Gerard. Can you hand out some there for me? Thanks, Dean. Thank you. Everybody can grab one of these. Hopefully there's enough. If you've got a pen somewhere near you, if you can grab it out. But on one side, you have our partnership commitment that we're renewing. And I want to briefly go through that. And then we'll give you the opportunity to fill it out. But don't, don't fill it out yet. Okay, don't fill it out yet. Just, just grab a copy and let me uh, go through. So I want you to just uh, have the front side where there's a lot of writing, writing on. See, here at Outlook, we renew our partnership every year. Don't just become a partner. It's automatic. Every year we renew it, and you're a partner for a year at a time as we renew it. 
And so what we're saying, what are we committing to as a partner? We're saying I will protect the unity of my church by acting in love toward other members, by seeking resolution of differences privately and graciously, by refusing to gossip, by supporting and following the leaders. I will protect the unity of my church. That was the prayer of our Lord Jesus, that we may become one as he is one, as the Father and Son and Holy Spirit have been in community from all eternity past. He wants us to be a reflection of that oneness and that unity and that community in the life of his church. And so we're committing ourselves to protect that oneness, that unity. Secondly, I will share the responsibility of my church by praying for its growth, by inviting the unchurched to attend, and by warmly welcoming those who visit. We talked a little bit about this last week. And this year, our focus in prayer is Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Mondays, we're praying for our mission and work, for his lordship, his, that realize it's sacred, and our influence in the workplace. On Wednesdays, we're praying for one another. And on Fridays, we're praying for our friends far from God. So I will share the responsibility of my church by praying for its growth by inviting the unchurched to attend and by warmly welcoming those who visit. And then I will serve the ministry of my church by discovering my gifts and talents. He's put you in a body and I need to discover what part of the body am I. If I try to pick up a glass of water without a thumb, it's, try it at home. It's quite awkward. I want to sort of realise we're a thumb. Sometimes we don't think we're needed, especially as the church grows larger and the more people, oh, they don't need me. It's not about whether you need it, it's about whether you're part of the body and God has gifted you to play a particular role in that body, his church. And every part is needed, whether you're an awkward thumb like that one. I will serve the ministry of my church by developing a servant's heart, discovering my talents and being equipped. And fourthly, I will support the testimony of my church by attending faithfully, by living a godly life, and by giving regularly. That our life would reflect that when people... You know, have you ever... When people think about Outlook, what do they think of? If they know you, what's their view of Outlook? What's their view of the church because of you? So we want to not only attend faithfully... Not only be Christians on Sunday, but live a life that brings honour to God every day of the week. So I'll support the testimony of my church. Oh, okay, so that's that side. Flip on the other side, and it looks like the one on the right. Now, I know you may have done this before. We do it every year. It does help our database to make sure we've got your right email address to send you the weekly email. Would you take a moment right now, grab a pen, and just write your name. Uh, the year is 2018. Your name, address, your email, your mobile, and your date of birth, if you don't mind. And then I'll go through and come back. Perhaps you're not a partner here at Outlook. And uh, these three boxes you need to tick if you're considering it. I've committed my life to Christ, or in the bottom box, I want to commit my life to Christ. I haven't done that yet. I've been baptised as a believer, or I want to be baptised as a believer because I haven't done that yet. 
and I need to attend the Discovering Outlook course. That's just an overview of what we believe and what we're about that uh, we ask everybody to participate in before becoming a partner. If you've already done that, then all you need to do is uh, tick the box below. I'm renewing my partnership. Now, if you're not sure whether you renewed it last year, <laughs> uh, then uh, see Christine. She does have a list of those who are partners, and if you want to double-check afterwards, feel free to do that. But I'm renewing my partnership. That is, if I'm a believer and I've been baptised and done the Discovering Outlook, or I'm part of the original group of people who started Outlook, you're part of the group that started and you knew what we were all about, about at the beginning, then I'm renewing my partnership with Outlook. However, I want to give you an opportunity if you to do tick the others too. If you're not a partner or you're not sure you, whether you're a partner, but you've committed your life to Christ, you've been baptised and uh, you'd like to do the Discovering Outlook course or maybe you're saying, I want to know more about Jesus and I want to commit my life to him and we'd be happy to talk to you further about that. Appreciate your help in filling that bit out. That just helps us keep connected well in the life of the church and have our details up to date, but then we know who's renewing their partnership. Or if you want to become a partner or know, learn more about that, then we know who that is. And then tick the appropriate boxes there. Or if you're just renewing, you've all been baptised, become a partner, then just date and sign it. The date today is the 21st. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for those who have gone before, who told us about Jesus, who shared the gospel with us, and we, through the help of your Holy Spirit, responded to your love and your commitment to us and experienced the forgiveness of sins the baptism of your Holy Spirit, the new birth into your family. And we thank you for the, the churches, the families of God, the bride of Christ that's nurtured us and encouraged us along the way, whether in this city or other cities, over the course of our life. And right now, Lord, that we're committing to be partners together, to be that community that helps Others come to faith and helps those who come to faith grow to maturity. So, Lord, we commit ourselves afresh to you. And we commit ourselves afresh to one another. As part of the body of Christ, the church called Outlook Christian Church. And we ask that you would use your people here, you would use us, your family, to reflect your glory. And we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you fill that out, we're going to ask um, those who are collecting the offering, 
if uh, we're going to don't worship team don't come up yet we're doing a bit back to front we're going to collect the offering now with that uh, partnership so you don't have to hold on to that and if you've come ready for an offering we'll take up our offering and uh, and then as that's been collected we're actually going to give out uh, the Lord's Supper and celebrate that as we close If you haven't filled it in, just take a moment to fill it in. Thank you for your extra time this morning as we uh, have our Partnership Renewal Sunday. As we close our time this morning, we want to just uh, affirm what we've done in writing by taking these emblems that remind us of the gospel we present and the gospel we're partners in. In just a moment, we're going to give out some bread and we invite everybody. If you love the Lord Jesus, whether it's the first day you've been here or not, we invite you to take this and eat it. We're going to eat it together. It reminds us of his body. The physical body of God the Son who came to earth and took on human flesh so that he could die in our place on the cross. And he carried our sin and carried our judgment so that we can be set free. We're going to eat that together to remember that. Then we're going to take the cup, the fruit of the vine that reminds us of his blood, his life that was poured out for us so that we could receive his life. And replace for our dead life to receive his resurrection life. And replace of our sinfulness to receive his righteousness. In place of our alienation from Father to become his family, his sons and daughters. It was made possible because of the life of Christ given for us and by his spirit then given to us. And that's why we eat it and drink it. Because not only did he give himself for us on the cross... But through faith, we receive him into our life from the first day until now. I trust there's been a first day. I hope you can look back and I remember when I was, for me, it was when I was 12. I asked the Lord Jesus to forgive my sin and come into my life. Maybe this is your first day today. And as you take this bread and drink this cup, you're saying, Lord Jesus, will you forgive my sin and come into my life? I want that peace. I want your presence. So I invite you all here at Outlook, if you want your children to participate, we're happy for that too. Just explain what we're doing and allow them to participate with us. We'd be happy for that. I'm going to ask those who are serving us to come and pass out the bread and the wine. Please take one. Receive, take both as it comes past. If you'd prefer not to, that's quite all right just uh, let it pass by or pass it along but you're invited we welcome you to join with us whether you're a regular attender or whether this is your first time here today
Later on Philippians, Paul says this, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them as garbage that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness that comes from God on the basis of faith. I want to know Christ, yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I've already attained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward to what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. This morning we recommit ourselves to press on in God, to continue to be partners in the gospel together in this family called Outlook, made possible through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Please take the bread and eat it and in your heart say thank you. Or perhaps today in your heart say, Lord Jesus, forgive me and come into my life. Let's eat. Please stand in the presence of the risen Jesus. And as we drink the cup, let's raise it in honor of him. And let's say together, Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. Christ has died, Christ has risen, Christ will come again. Let's drink. Risen Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you that you loved us and gave yourself for us on the cross, and have given yourself to us through your Holy Spirit. Today, as we've eaten this bread and drink from this cup, we recommit ourselves to be partners in this good news of the gospel. And by your Spirit, will you help us to become mature followers of Jesus until that great day when you come in glory, and we're raised from the dead or transformed if we're living to meet you in the air. And so we will be with you forever as your word and promise declares. And we pray this in his name, in your name, in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Thank you. Please be, no, please remain standing. We've taken up the offering. Please remain standing as we sing this last song.